This episode of For Geek's Sake is brought to you by Bowiegan's Beer Company. Beer, it'll make you less awkward. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what? It's Liz. Yay! Get it. Oh no, we're doing the thing again. This happens every week. <laughs> Al's not even here, and it happens every week. Uh, if you can tell by now, Al's not here, uh, and he left me alone again. Guys, we've got a really, 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 really big deal today. Uh, for, we're making we're making for Geek's sake history. Uh, so so yeah. for the first time ever, for Geek's sake, you are currently listening to an all ladies show. Get ladies. ready. What's up, ladies? I am in the studio today with producer Emily. Hey, everybody. Doing her best producer Dan impression. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I just I just want you guys to know that dancing to that intro music was completely involuntary. <laughs> you can't help it, right? It's you just... can't help it, and I forgot I was on camera. I got all of it. <laughs> well, I think... Oh, I was going to say, I think usually, usually we don't do no. like, the video of the dancing, but we have dancing, which, I mean, why would you not want dancing women? Because I'm also running the cameras Exactly. <laughs> so we are here also with technical director Emily. We've got a oh, lot of Emilys yeah. today. It's the show of the Emilys. Uh, and and Al never gets this right, but it's Gerald. It's Emily Gerald. Yeah, girl. Not yeah. Emily Russell. Well, it's okay. He's it's known both. you. He's known you for quite a long time. Well, you know that that. I mean, that's my maiden name. Right. Yeah. So he knows you as Russell. So I and no, he's... he knows me as Gerald. Oh wait. Oh. Oh honey. Oh. <laughs> I thought Russell was your maiden name. Anyway, moving on. And Sarah McMahon is here with us today <laughs> too. Uh. So I I I just really want to point out that I think it's very it's very funny that um I handpicked this this cast if you will and was like uh no these are the three women that i want to come on to represent this all women episode of for geek's sake with me and i only picked sarah's and emily's (laughs) because while you're emily and you're sarah she is sarah emily and a nice combination of depending on the day you ladies have have really great names can go by either or uh but there's only one list there is there can only be one i'm like the highlighter (laughs) i go both ways or or like braveheart I don't think I told that story on the show. I don't quick, think quick, I know that Quick one. side note, quick anecdote. Somebody was telling me, oh, it was it was your brother-in-law was telling us a story about overhearing a conversation between oh, yeah. a man and a woman, and the man mentioned something about, about Braveheart, and the, the woman said, oh, I've never seen it, but I know what Braveheart is. Like, there can only be one, right? <laughs> oh, no. So That's right. That's... And Highlander. Highlander? Highlander. <laughs> I've only had half of a beer. We've only had half a beer. Bowiegans. <laughs> It'll get you saying words wrong. <laughs> but we oh, can, you're going to look like an idiot on camera. <laughs> At least you're looking into the camera. That's what That's I really, because really, yeah. we can't ever get anyone. I don't even look in the camera. I don't. <laughs> I'll spend the whole episode. <laughs> Hello. Incredibly wide-eyed staring at the camera. Uh, so I'm really, really, really excited about this episode because we're taking over and we're changing the whole format. So uh, we're not giving you this week in geek guys uh sorry about it deal with it deal with it um (laughs) it's like mutiny over here it's like it's like woman mutiny anarchy isn't that isn't that just isn't that just menopause yeah hey i'm a woman so i'm allowed to make sexist jokes is that how this works i I don't think that's how that works uh no but we're we're coming at you today and we're here to uh smash the patriarchy stereotypes stereotypes we're here to smash stereotypes i always get that good job well done (laughs) 
This is Whoopsie. great. We're doing great, guys. Uh, no, but so okay. So this 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 episode, we're going to be talking about uh, women in geek culture, and uh, we're going to do. It's November, so I think it's appropriate to kind of start doing a year in review, and we're going to talk about all the cool stuff that's happened in 2017, and uh, we're going to talk about some some women in geek culture and how super cool they are, and we're going to talk about women nerds and how you know like we're not like we're cool too. And, and we, also we exist. Like And we like, exist. Yeah. We don't and there's a lot of us. We don't have invisibility syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's imposter syndrome. <laughs> no, so so I just learned what imposter syndrome is today. So as as we were discussing uh the, the the recording and we were going over show notes so emily uh introduced me to imposter syndrome which i had no idea existed and imposter syndrome if you look it up on wikipedia is essentially the constant feeling the constant fear of being exposed as a failure and the constant fear that people are going to find out that you're essentially an imposter and you don't like you don't take credit for your own success and you don't internalize your own achievements. And I never knew that my crazy had a name until she enlightened me of this. My, my neuroses has a first name. I am P O S T E R S Y. Okay. With that joke went off the rails. Oh, this whole episode, this episode was never on rails. Are you kidding me? For geek's sake edition, the view. With beer. With beer. <laughs> We're going to sync up after this, you guys. Yeah, totally. Are we not already? Mm. Mm. Wait, why was that? The, that's the bad reaction. <laughs> that's, that's, that, I think that was the worst For noise. that comment. All, All right, right. So let's get started. Let's, um, <laughs> let's, let's get started. Let's. Ooh, these are some good stats. Yeah, I like so, to think. So I want to go, I want to talk a little bit about kind of um, the history of women in geek culture uh, and some, and some stats that exist today. So, uh, I think there is a really big stigma out there, especially when it comes to gaming specifically. And I relate to this because I've always, you know, like considered myself a gamer if I had to classify myself and my, my type of geek, right? So there's a stigma that it's just teenage boys. The gamers are teenage boys sitting in their dad's basement, their mom's basement, you know. And men in their 30s. <laughs> and men in their 30s with neck beards. <laughs> and and teenage boys and it you know there's a stat out there that says that for like an estimated 48 percent of gamers are female and there are actually more adult female gamers and there are teenage boy they gamers don't curse at you the same way that the teenage boys do right exactly yeah. like so you don't know they're there we're not yeah we're not out there you know like pwning your mom or exactly. something you know saying like really <laughs> lewd things about what we're gonna do to your mom sometimes i say that to you when you're waiting to respond right yeah. like we're actually off like baking cookies in the background while you're which i would like to note that uh, you've got 20 seconds go <laughs> 20 seconds to hey easy bake ovens man they were like the the instant pot of their time what? No, they weren't. They took a really long time to bake. No. Like, <laughs> and they were always things. so dilly in the middle. Right. Baking you know what's really nice about this bulbs. whole, like, all four of us being on camera at once? All of our reactions to Instant Pot <laughs> just got captured. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'd like you to know that we do not approve of that joke. <laughs> Invisible syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. In invisibility syndrome. My jokes are invisible. Oh, oh man you're like a tortured superhero <laughs> i am like a tortured superhero uh no so 
Okay. Gaming. Gaming. For women. Not baking. Mm. Baking and gaming, because we can do both, because we're strong and independent. <laughs> we and can all have it all. We can, who, who says you can't have it all? Um, no, and women, you know, and like, I don't know, have you guys, have you guys ever attended any kind of convention? Are you avid con goers? I've, I've attended a few cons, but not yeah. really gaming cons, but I will say no, I... just, but cons in general. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so it, you know, it's becoming more and more apparent that like women are dominating the conventions out there. And, um, I mean, most of the cosplay that you see is, is female. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know? And so, uh, in 2014, the San Diego comic-con and, um, What is the name? Oh, so C- Seattle's Emerald City Comic Con. So both of those, both of those cons in 2014, had like a female majority yeah. attendance, which you know I think you see is rising, and it's it's I really think that that brings to light that it's like we we're, we're out there, we are here, and and we're not, you know, we're not afraid to put ourselves out there and get involved in these in these conventions and like throw ourselves into geek culture and i think a lot of that has to do with the acceptability of women in stem and the uh acceptability of women in places like silicon valley and in these technology companies with mathematics and that kind of stuff because the people that you go see at these cons they're not like the big jocks that win the day by throwing a ball someplace good they're the people (laughs) who use numbers and 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 math and science and and they can explain all of that and so women are now finally getting to the point where they're like yeah okay we can totally do that this is the best so i think you're starting to see a lot of that acceptability in 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 real life as much as you're starting to see it in gaming and and shows and movies and cosplay and you know larping and that kind of stuff too so I think that that is is part of what makes it so successful for women to go out and do these things. And you start to see a resurgence of of people with the resurgence of of a good Star Wars trilogy that hopefully is coming. And you start to see them with females becoming leads in things and 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 advocating for those types of things. So I think that a lot of that has to do with why it's so acceptable now and 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 why women are starting to say, yeah, no, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's super awesome. Um, interesting note that I found that I that I was not actually aware of until I started doing some research into the subject. Uh, so bad me, I guess. Um, but one of the one of the first there is there's actually a, a convention out there called WizCon. LOL at the name. <laughs> and it's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you think, guys. Uh, a lady show. But so. <laughs> <laughs> So WizCon is the first and foremost feminist science science fiction convention in the world. It was started in 1977, and it's on its 42nd year. Wow. Uh, this year it's going to be held May 28th or 25th through the 28th, so it's always over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so 2018 this year is going to be the 42nd year of this of this convention that was started in the 70s, primarily uh, for and about women in in science and in you know in the science fiction world i, yeah, I, I 1977, just think i was looking at that the show notes like that's something that i never would have realized right and and it's you know I, did I, they also start off meeting in their mother's basement <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean you never know yeah. I, women in geek has been something that a lot of people don't talk about which which is why it's so important for us to have this type of podcast because a lot of a lot of geek culture has 
just been for dudes. Like, a lot of the gaming culture has just been for dudes. I mean, but right. I like playing Call of Duty just as much as a dude. Like, Seriously. I kill zombies all the time, guys. So it's what, awesome. <laughs> what are like what are some things that you've experienced? Because I know that I've I've gotten this a lot, and, and it's like I feel like you get both sides of it. So you identify yourself as like a geek woman, right? Yeah. And you get one of two reactions. You either get like the well, you don't look like a geek, or like you don't look like you play video games, <laughs> or you don't look like this, or you yeah, don't look like there's that. There's a look associated with right. that. Right. Like, you know, I, I, mean? I as a woman, I'm supposed to have a neck beard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have Cheeto dust on your shirt. Oh, yes. <laughs> or or I get the adverse, like the opposite reaction to that, where it's just immediately goes to like, oh my god, that's so hot. Or or it's just normal. Like or it's just normal. It's right. just cool that I'm or into the same Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well it's it's the same way that people react when they hear that personally, like I'm totally into football and so they're like, What's the blood type of the of the Cowboys coach from nineteen eighty six? And I'm like I, I'm like, I don't know, what is it? Yeah. Do you, so, you know? Yeah. So and and I think you get that a lot too, like, oh, what was the what was the very first eighth level of Zelda when you know, how what did you Prove have to, yourself? Yeah. How many pots did you have to break in level fifteen in the temple water level? I'm like, come on, man. How many plots did you have to break? You didn't have to break a single one, I don't think. It's 967. No, it's not. <laughs> Good answer. Good Actually, answer. Actually, you don't break any pots in the, yeah, in the, prove it. In the water temple. You That's just, what I said. You just put the steel boots on so you can walk on the bottom and you stop floating. And then you, But you have to have the special tunic so that you can breathe. Right, so that you can breathe. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are we talking about Ocarina of Time or are we like what Zelda? What, what water temple Clearly are we talking about? Clearly not. Are talking about Twilight yet. Princess? Are we talking about... <laughs> Does it matter? Every water temple. Does level everyone sucked. listening believe that I'm a female gamer now? <laughs> but no, I think it's I th no, I think it's really important because it's you know, I, I, women in society today are just like we're it's we're questioned for everything that we do, and especially if it's something that's been considered acceptable for a man. You know, we have to we have to prove ourselves. We have to prove that we're that we're really doing it or we're questioned or we're we're called out for being posers or that we're just trying to be cool or we're just okay, first of all, like I'm playing video games. Like I'm not right. I promise I you I'm not trying to be cool. Games, like, I'm just trying to do the thing that I enjoy that I enjoy doing. So I don't know. I mean like what like have you guys ever experienced Well, I this a, kind of behavior? As a female who works in technology, uh I, I'd be lying if I told you it's never happened to me. Like, I I probably cannot even remotely begin to enumerate the number of times that I'll be sitting in a conference room and I'll make a suggestion. Everyone will kind of nod, and then we'll move on. And then about five minutes later, the gentleman sitting next to me says the exact same thing. And everyone says, oh, my God, that's that's a really great idea. Like, we never thought about that. Oh, and it, it's it, like they completely just didn't hear you at all. It right? truly does and, and wow. like, I know that – it can be difficult to believe that this does happen, but like I promise you, it it does happen, and and it actually happens frequently. Yeah, I think I think any woman anywhere in any field has has definitely experienced the yeah you know. But I don't know who wouldn't believe you. You just used a really excellent enumerate. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I pride myself on my SAT words. I know. That's that $5 word. If I can sound pedantic, then obviously I know what I'm talking <laughs> <Yes>. about. <laughs> yeah, but it happens all the time. I mean, especially if you have to go in and in my job, I train people on how to use software. And so if if I go in and I'm training a room of middle-aged men, you know, it's it's hard for them to start 
accepting like, okay, well, she's the trainer. She obviously knows what she's talking about. And I mean, eventually most of them come around. I mean, it's never like a, it's never too negative for too long, which I think is a really, really great sign of how far things have, have actually progressed. Um, but I think there is that initial, like, cause I've got a baby face too. So, yeah. so I think there's that initial, like, oh, you're the one. No, right. Yeah. It's like, not only is what it you like, got, girl? not only is it like a sprinkle of mild sexism, but there's also ageism thrown in. Reverse ageism. Reverse ageism. Isn't ageism? Wait a minute. Still isn't, ageism. Isn't, there's no <laughs> such thing as reverse racism, and there's no such thing as reverse ageism. Isn't it just ageism? <laughs> it sounded cool. Like, I mean, just go with I it. I just wanted a $5 word on my own. You hate people because they're old or young? Everyone has an age. So let's, let's, move, let's move on from this, because I, cause I, I promise, guys, we're going to talk about, like, happy things about women in the geek world. We are and laid low by the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We're not here just to like man bash. Like that's not the point, but that's probably what it's going to turn into because you got four women drinking in a room. Uh, no, but I want to talk about some really cool stuff that some women in, in geek have done. So let's, uh, let's talk about some spotlighted women in geek culture. Yeah. Starting with uh, Miss Oni. We confirmed this before the show started. It's it's Oni uh, Hartstein. Hartstein. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I find this woman really fascinating because uh, she's you know not only is she just kind of like a badass um, professional woman, you know just all around you can look up to her in general. Uh, number two, she's from Jersey, so of course I'm partial to garbage. <laughs> Whoa! Ouch! I'm partial to garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the show? Is that what we want the show title to be? I'm on partial this, to garbage. On this this episode. On this lady show. On this lady show that we're supposed oh. to be uh, being so groundbreaking and and doing all these exciting things. Uh, no. So fun fact about Oni: she was born almost legally blind, yeah. and had a bunch of surgeries back in 2016, and uh, now has 2025 vision. Which, Fucking Superman vision. Which. Yeah, man, that's uh, awesome. Tell us what that means, optician. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just means that she has some pretty awesome vision. I mean, she doesn't need glasses. She can see 20 inches at 20 feet, 25 feet away, I guess. It's pretty awesome. Is that what that means? Is yeah. that what 2020 means? Yeah, man. <gasps> 20, wait, yeah, 20 inches? ratio? Yeah, yeah roughly. Never oh. So, like, you can see something that is 20 inches big? Yeah. At From 25 feet away? Yeah. Oh. Today I the things you learn, the more you know. The more you... <laughs> can we get a graphic really quick? Do, can we do that? Live? No, you cannot. We'll, we fix get... it. we'll fix it in post. Can we get a reading rainbow graphic? And um, I'm not gonna curse, so I can't tell you what I actually think right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get apparently we get one f bomb a show, so go fuck yourself, Liz. <laughs> and Aww. Emily took the f bomb, so Aww. there we go. We're never getting rid. We are never getting rid of that explicit rating on iTunes, and I'm super okay with it. Uh, Al's gonna murder me, but that's fine. This isn't about him. Uh, so back to back to Oni Hardstein. So okay, so now that we know what 2025 vision means, that's super cool. Uh, she obviously has superhero vision, but no, she's really she's really important in the geek world because she um, is the founder of three pretty big deal conventions. Uh, one of them she started back in 2010. Emily, you might be excited about this one. Uh, it's called Regeneration Who, the Doctor Who convention for every generation. That sounds amazing. You guys, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> I just began watching Doctor Who. And from the wait, reboot. Wait, wait, where are you? From the reboot. I am 
season finale of season five from the reboot. And I want you to know that while I'm not missing anything, I chose to <laughs> to not watch it and be here instead. Aww. But it's very difficult. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of villains. There's a lot of things. I, th- I feel okay. it, I feel it's necessary to point out that before we started recording, Emily told me that she was missing the Doctor <laughs> Who finale for this, which I promptly which we pointed all said, out. Wait, oh, that, wait, is are you just a Doctor Who finale it? on tonight? What? <laughs> it's not time for the Christmas special. Like what's my going stories. on? My stories. I'm missing my stories. <laughs> I'm missing my stories. Um. So. Yeah, so she started this awesome Doctor Who convention in 2010, and we so we talked about this on the show previously this year, but I think it's um, a pretty big deal, especially for me, because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, obviously, Sarah is a huge Harry Potter fan. <laughs> yep, um, that's my tattoo. Oh, man, it makes so much more <laughs> wait, sense wait, wait, now. Wait, wait, yeah. No, that's so great. There we go. It's difficult to put my arm that way. (laughs) So okay, so please have to take our word for it. Please, okay, please tell everyone what your tattoo says. Uh, For those of you not watching, that she just stuck her tattoo. It it says Oculus Reparo because I'm an optician and I love Harry Potter. That's pretty awesome. And I'm, I love puns. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Triple whammy. You're in the right place. You're on the right show. Like expose your tattoo while you're. Oh yeah, I mean I wear this to work, and like I get all sorts of patients that are like, I love your tattoo. Can I take a photo? And I'm like, whatever. (laughs) Nice. That's so incredible. I love everything about that. So, uh, so Oni Hertzstein, she started Potterverse, which was it had its first year this year. So Potterverse was a Harry Potter convention held in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and we covered it a little bit this year, but it's, you know, it's a pretty big deal because it was, it was different than, than any other con that's out there. And it was more geared towards just really making sure the fans were getting what they wanted. And it was capped at 3000 people. So as you know, you know, you go to cons like Megacon, uh, Comic-Con, Star Wars Celebration, it, it, you know, the tens of thousands of people attend these conventions and, and if you've ever been to one, I think you know that if you're if you're walking through and you're trying to either sit in on like a panel or you're trying to do a meet and greet, like it's just everything's so rushed. You don't feel like you get to see everything. You don't feel like you get to have like meaningful interactions. You feel like cattle. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just kind of being like mooed through. <laughs> is that a verb? <laughs> it is now. Take it. <laughs> it's a moo point. It's a <laughs> it's a moo point. Um, you know, and so so her whole big focus was really just making sure that if you were attending this convention, you were going to get something really meaningful out of it. And so they basically did an, an event that was very much like, um, kind of like speed dating as like a meet the cast. And so instead like the attendees weren't moving around from table to table meeting the cast, but there were groups of fans or groups of attendees at tables. And then, you know, each cast member that was there to do an interview or to like do a spotlight, what would move from table to table and just get to sit with that group and, do like a QA session, which and... is so cool, right? That was awesome. How yeah. awesome is that? You know, I I can't say that I know a whole lot about this specific con, but I I could bet that if you were to go and look at like the profitability of that con, you would find that it was hugely profitable. Everyone had an amazing experience, and they created demand by capping it. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like what an amazing business plan. Yeah. And also, what an amazing way to give people a really wonderful and special experience. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, it's, it's going to be successful because she hasn't done anything that hasn't been successful. Right. Uh, you know, well, I'm sure she has, everybody has failures under their belt because that's how you grow. As Not a human. Oni. Not Oni. Ha- oh, he- Oni has never failed. 
No, but that sounds amazing because I, I remember the Comic-Con that I, tr I went to. We tried to get um, – we I tried to go into the room to listen to – I think it was uh, a Buffy – cast yeah. I, I think um spike was there and and all sorts of people from buffy and i was like i really want to listen to them and i have you know just to sit on a, on the q a and like i couldn't get in like yeah. you, you couldn't get in it was totally full like i even got there 30 40 minutes before they started the panel and it's totally booked there was no way i could get in and it was such a bummer because like it was one one of the reasons why i went to that comic-con was to see that that panel and right we went to Star Wars Celebration. What was yeah. that? That was like 2012. Oh lord! It was forever. It how, was. It how was long did you have to stand outside before you even got into the theater? So, so I don't remember waiting in line outside no, so, for very long. Oh no, I'm thinking of the premiere. Oh no, no, no. We oh, went to the the Star Wars yeah, convention. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That was at the the Orange County Convention Center. Right. Yeah, and it was it was the very first time that I ever that they had ever done anything like this in Orlando. Like they had done. Um, like small comic cons and stuff. And at the time I was working in trade shows. And so my company was actually the like construction people, basically like the workers on oh, wow. the show. And so, um, so I got a couple of tickets and I got to bring people in and it was, it, it was really cool. But the only thing that you could do was walk around the show floor. Yeah. And I mean, that was it. Like you could go to a couple of booths. I bought like a t-shirt, but we couldn't, I mean, you had to pay extra to like go in the venues and listen to people talk or like sit in on Q and A's or, or ask questions or watch like screenplays or whatever it was like right. you had to pay extra and like show your different colored wristband or whatever. So they only sold like tickets to get on the show floor. And then if you bought extra stuff, then you could get into the rooms where all the like cool stuff was happening. Yeah. We did catch that one show. It was a, it was a show where I forget, I forget what the title of the show was, but it was essentially, they did all, six because obviously episode this is five years ago so episode seven wasn't out yet so they did all oh. all six <laughs> episodes what only six <laughs> only six <laughs> no but they did this they did this live stage show this live comedy stage show that was um episodes one through six and it was like star wars in 60 minutes so it was the entire six episodes in an hour wow it was hysterical it was it was probably funny. my favorite part of the whole convention because it was probably because it was the only thing that we actually yeah. got to do other than just wandering around and i mean seeing the cosplay is great like that was sure that was cool um uh, but i paid i paid money for my tickets so i was a little bummed out that we a, really were a friend like, of mine that i worked with uh got to pee next to mark hamill though <laughs> That's a, that's very exciting. Kind of cool. So, <laughs> so he got to pee next to Mark Hamill and then got Mark Hamill to sign. I've got a um. Oh, wait a minute. In the boys' bathroom. Yes. What did he oh, sign? Yeah. In the in the men's restroom. So have I've, he washed his hands first? I I, <laughs> I hope not. Um, no. He he got me this like plastic. It's it's a Luke Skywalker action figure and it's in this plastic case and it's only been opened once by Mark Hamill who signed it while with his pee pee hands with his with his pee pee hands and <laughs> and let me tell you that if anybody wants to sniff Mark Hamill's no, pee pee hands no. <laughs> you oh my. just you just let me know but that's cool that you have that I mean that's that's really nifty and gross apparently it's very right. nifty we'll I'm get like, back to you on that. This is my claim to fame, and I really thought I was going to get a better reaction than that. You guys. I mean, it's really I think happy. it'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we're happy. Campbell, dude. Positivity. <laughs> Super exciting. 
Mark Hamill's sleepy hands. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on from this conversation before we get an extra explicit <laughs> warning. Uh, so another another notable woman in geek culture is um, a woman named Jenna Bush. Um, she is known for she started her career as an actor. Um, I guess she didn't like that, or it didn't work out, or she just and wanted to do something different. And who can blame her after all of the things were here? I know, right? Like, I want to yeah, know. Yeah, maybe she got out. And she was him. just like, no way, that sounds terrible, and I'm not going to be exploited like that forever. Uh, she then moved on to become a makeup artist, uh, later was then an entertainment reporter and then a producer. Um, like, one of her most notable, like, this is super cool in the geek world, uh, she hosted a show called Cocktails with Stan, which was a one-hour interview session weekly with Stan Lee. So, like, what a what a cool part of your career, especially yeah. if you're somebody that you know is is a big fan of the comics and and to be able to sit with the legend himself regularly and, inter- and, regularly and interview yeah. him for an hour each week. Like, yeah. that's that's super cool. Um, you know, and I think specifically talking about not only just women in geek culture that have had all these great accomplishments, but women in geek culture that are also activists and that are also, you know, positive voices for kind of like the feminist movement and without it being like smash the patriarchy, right? Because it's not smash the patriarchy what Jenna Bush did. It's no, it's rise it's the matriarchy. Yeah, I don't even like the word matriarchy. Let's mm. not use that. No. Let's, let's move not, on. Let's not use that. <laughs> um, so, so there is, um, there is a, an organization, Legions of Leia. It's a, it's a started as a website and it just kind of became like this, this movement, this initiative to promote, you know, women in the entertainment industry, in, um, in the science fiction world. Um, and it was kind of, it was started. It was uh, Jenna Bush's response to the announcement of Episode Seven and the cast, and how she wasn't exactly pleased that there was only one new female character uh, and there were seven new male characters, main characters, main characters. Yeah. And, you know, and it's kind of, it's very reminiscent. And, and I understand, I understand like the mirroring that we're kind of trying to create with the, with the new episodes versus the original trilogy. Um, everything's very reminiscent and I, it, a lot of people are dogging it and I'm I, I'm not gonna lie like I'm super part of that crowd too where I was just like oh this is a new hope you just made a new hope again and I get it but you know it, it, I think it's something that like we, we're making we're making so many strides and what we're still seeing in these types of movies that like it's such a male-dominated movie it's such a male-dominated concept genre and why why wouldn't star wars be more interesting without more female lead characters like why does it have to be just ray why does it why is that enough why is that acceptable right and and to that end if we can write better female characters if we can write all of our female characters as well as we wrote i say we like i wrote i didn't write anything but but the royal we the royal we the royal we i'm gonna put my pinky up uh if, if we can write female characters as well as we write ray then there is no reason why women can't be more prolific in in geek culture in comic books in in movies and sci-fi because it has nothing to do with gender it has everything to do with how much dimensionality your characters have right and so if we'll invest in good writers who can write that sort of thing because i mean i would assume that it takes probably a a specialized touch Mm -hmm. in order to be able to create a fully fleshed out character and there's probably a difference between writing a fully fleshed out male 
versus a fully fleshed out female character. Sure. So if we can find the right writers to do this, there is no reason why you cannot add and include and invest and market to women in geek culture. Right. And I think, you know, I think characters like Rey in Star Wars and I think, and I, I, and I mean, Leia in the original trilogy, like I think that was so groundbreaking, you know, with Carrie Fisher's portrayal, uh, you know, Princess Leia wasn't the damsel in distress. She wasn't. And, and this yeah, is back she, in the... She didn't need him. Yeah, she didn't need a man. She didn't take shit from anyone. Like, this was back in the 70s, too. So I think that was that was incredibly groundbreaking. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about that. But, we, you know, we see these characters that we're starting to get away from that whole, like, damsel in distress mm-hmm. needs rescuing, you know? And we see these really strong, really well-rounded female characters that... Stand well, also, up on their own. Yeah, and and I also think that that is so great that there was not a like a love story on Ray's end. Right. You know, like there are some some thoughts about other other characters falling in love. Are you talking about Poe? Poe Dan. Poe Dan. He's the best. Um, but but it was also so groundbreaking because even with Leia, she fell in love with Han. So there was still that sort of like love story aspect. And no, she didn't need anyone. She was a strong, independent woman. She's Beyonce over time, if you will. But with Ray, there there is no love story. And I think that that's so great because if you are in love and I am married, so I am hopefully in love. <laughs> it's a sham. I mean there are still <laughs> times when I go what should I do? Like I asked the opinion and I'm like, what do you think I should do? Cause it's a partnership. Right. Mm-hmm. But with, but with Ray, she doesn't need to ask anyone that. And I feel like that that's so empowering yeah. to just make those decisions for yourself and be able to make those decisions for yourself. Right. So. And does anyone else get super disappointed when movies like guardians of the galaxy Two make characters like Monarch who is the exact opposite of I wish that. You feel like it's a throwback? Just having this conversation. And so so my thought on that is when do you scrap those characters all together and when do they add substance to your script, right? Well, and, and Monarch couldn't be awake for the last, like, the final fight. Like, it's kind of dumb that she was asleep. Like, she slept through right. the final boss battle. Yeah. But she couldn't be because she was arguably so powerful that she would have just ended the entire thing yeah we're getting completely off topic and this yes. is entirely my no it's totally part. no this is the point oh no, i love it this is, i'm glad that this is i would please let's get off topic and actually talk for an hour instead of like hey haha we let liz run her first episode completely without any of the other the you know original running cast. the asylum ha! so yes please keep talking about things it's my it's my favorite thing but that's the no, one but I, like so monarch right like i found her entertaining enough but at the same time it's like why like, why does she have to be that that kind of, like, stupid, helpless little female slave type character? I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like, but where do we draw the line? Like, when is it acceptable to still have that type of character? Because, I mean, not we're not all going we're to follow the Wonder smart. Woman model. It's not, it's not like the, it's not that all women aren't very smart, but it's like there are different personality types. Mm-hmm. There are different personality types for females and and there are going to be those like ditzy personality types that still exist mm-hmm. in there. And I think that's I think that's the message that I think we're we're moving towards, which where whereas a few years ago the feminist movement used to be all about women empowerment and and women and women and women and now we're moving more towards 
we have our voice. We found our voice. Now it's about equality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's about, it's not just about, you know, break this stereotype and only accept this, this stereotype. It's like, no, accept everyone, accept everything. And so when you get into things like when you're talking about body positivity or when you're talking about, you know, what jobs you hold and the, the, the arguments that you can bring up between like stay at home moms versus working moms and all of these different things, all these different elements that play into like the feminist movement, you know, we're, I think it's so great because we're in an era, we're in an age where everything is acceptable and, and the more people that adopt that, the more, the more good the world gets. Well, and I, think I was, I was doing so good. I was I know. like, I was like beautifully and articulating this point. And then I, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's interesting because I think what we're seeing right now is that the, the pendulum swings, you know, yeah. like we had this one extreme and, and now we're getting so that we've, you know, we, you have Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Monarch, but then you have Wonder Woman in which the damsel in distress is often, you know, everyone seems to really believe that it, it, it was the male lead yeah. in the movie, which was really cool to see. But not every movie has to be like that. Right. And so we're going to sort of swing back and forth until we finally settle on, you know, where we want to exist as a society. Yeah. Which is an yeah. interesting concept. Definitely. Well, it's like in um, Rogue One, Jen was the hero, but mm-hmm. the the guy also had equal part. I mean, it, it was a partnership. There was no love interest. There was no um, he's got a crush on her or whatever. It was a partnership. The yeah. two of them working together. I gotta say Rogue One is probably my absolute favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Yes. I'm mm. sorry. I love it. I, I've seen it no, no, like no. five times. Don't apologize. <laughs> so I've only seen it once and I just like didn't connect no? with any of the characters. The only character I connected with was the damn robot. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty fantastic <laughs> one, though. You know? So, yeah. I mean, maybe I have to give it another go. Well, okay. What I thought was interesting about that movie, I, I loved the last ten minutes of Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, the sure. The rest of it. Like, the last ten minutes was wonderful because you got that amazing scene with Vader and, like, the world ended at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, by the way, spoilers. If you haven't seen Rogue One, it's been out for, like, what, two years now? Yeah. <laughs> the world ended at the end of the movie, and, like, it didn't end with a love story. I mean, it kind of did, but it really – that's not what it was about. Yeah. But, like, the first, like – I'm going to assume that that movie was probably two and a half hours long. So the, the first two hours and 20 minutes of the movie was, like – Rebellions are about hope. Ding. <laughs> and I it was a little it was a little much Aww. for me. I wish I want to see the super dark director's cut of that movie. Oh yeah. So badly. Like I want to see what it was before they disnified it. Yeah. I also think that what is great is that there are more women screenwriters, there are more women producers, there are more women directors, there's more women being able to <laughs> give their opinions so it's not just a bunch of guys sitting around going, is this what women want? Right, right. Like, is this what's ha- like? We have <laughs> like to. It's not just we men have in Hollywood help, guessing. Right, like women we like have this, to help right? us help them. Right, like we have to help them help us. So the more right, representation we can get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just like the more representation that we can get out there, the better off we'll be. Yeah, because it's not just like makeup. Right. Yeah, and I, th- and I think that's bringing it back full circle and getting us back on topic. I think that's what I think that's what Jenna Bush did, especially with the you know the creation of this whole Legion of Leia. It was 
you know, hearing this announcement about Star Wars, she basically asked everybody on social media to use pictures of Princess Leia as their as their avatars or their their social media pictures and like hundreds of thousands of people did it and it started just like this whole new kind of movement and this whole new community of 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 you know, like a positive feminist movement and like and bringing to light like hey, like we're moving in the right direction let's move further, you know, like, let's, let's get there a little bit faster. I saw a really great, uh, meme the other day and it was this photo of like, well, it was two animated pictures of Mm -hmm. like one was medieval times and it says things are moving, but not as fast as you think. And then like the, the picture right below it is like the, the city of the future tomorrow land. And it says, but really things are moving. Yeah. Like just because society isn't moving as fast as, we would necessarily like it to all the time. We're still making really good progress on the whole. Like if you yeah. if you think back to, you know, the way things were 10, 20, 30 years ago versus now, there are still struggles that we will continue to have to face for decades, centuries, what have you. Yeah. But we're on the whole as a society becoming much more accepting of of individuals regardless of whether or not they are, you know, perceived as other. Yeah. Like we as a society are doing good things. Yeah. And and I think it's it's important to note too that there's always there's always going to be struggle. Yeah. And I think that it's not exactly the most positive mindset, but it's something that if you keep in mind that nothing is ever going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be there is no good story without an antagonist. Yep. Right? You know, um there's always going to be struggle, but that means that there's always going to be something to overcome. In the long run. And that's what makes a good script. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of overcoming stuff. Speaking of overcoming stuff, let's... Ooh, uh, good segue, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sarah. So, we haven't had a good segue yet this show. Thanks for bringing in the segue, man. <laughs> uh, so Sarah actually brought this uh, next young lady to our attention. So uh, Miss Natalie Hampton is a teenager uh, from... Where? Sherman Oaks, California? Yeah. Uh, so she created this app called Sit With Us. Uh, sorry, do you want to? Oh, sure. So, um, sit with us is a an app that she created, um, basically creating a safe environment for other kids to have a safe place to have lunch together. Uh, apparently, um, Natalie was bullied, um, and in her old school, and and severely bullied. And when she changed schools, um, she created this app. Um, not only for herself, but for other kids who have been equally bullied as her to um, to basically create a safe space uh, in a sense of, hey, we're cool, you can sit with us, uh, we're not going to judge you whether yeah. you play Call of Duty right. or whatever. <laughs> well, no, and she brought up to this, so she moved, she moved um, schools. Yeah. In between, I think it was like her junior and her and her senior year, and so in her in her previous high school, she dealt with the the what's the uh, just a lot she of dealt bullying. with the yeah bullying. Yeah. What's the word? I don't know what word I was looking for there, but uh, essentially, <laughs> well, 
essentially what she what she experienced is that you know she would go into the lunchroom and didn't have friends in in high school and would end up being it's either you sit with people who aren't going to be accepting of you or you end up sitting alone in the lunchroom and if anybody ever went to high school you know the just horrible embarrassment that comes with being the kid i mean like high school's awful right like and especially if you're a geek yeah oh my god who hasn't been that person that's been ridiculed or or gone up to somebody at lunch and like oh hey can i sit here oh no oh (laughs) or they let you sit with you they let you sit with them and then like make fun of you right yeah congratulations you're the jester right welcome exactly But no, I think I think this is awesome. I think this I think story is awesome, yeah. and this this girl, you know, to me, this 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 whole story rocks my my socks because she's so young, right? Mm-hmm. And she was so like forward thinking as to take her own struggle and turn that into something positive. And you know, if you read about this, if you read the interviews with her, if you read the articles about the creation of this app, like it's it's so great to me because instead of taking her unfortunate situation and kind of like wallowing and, and, and turning know, inward and yeah, you know, right. being an introvert and, and like giving into self pity and, and you know, she's, she's taking her experience and, and thinking, which I don't, and I, this is going to make me sound really old, but I think that young people don't think this way very often. They don't think about others. They don't think about what can I do to make something better for somebody else. So I think that's a really, really positive strong message yeah that this incredibly young girl is making it her mission to spread this kind of positivity and acceptance and like i just i don't know it's just like it gives me all the warm fuzzies and it's it's just very exciting to me because it's like yes like we need more of this we need more of this in the world and especially from the younger generation like we need more of that that connection because i don't know about you guys but i'm not I, i'm a couple months shy of 30 and I already don't understand the youth and I the rem- youth. I remember youth. yeah like I remember being and we joke about this with Al when he's here all the time about how like we make fun of him for like not being hip and with it and like understanding the kids these days but like it's really like no like we just don't they're they're so far behind us socially but far ahead of us socially well right? and, you know and what I mean it's just like it's just a culture. different world it's yeah. a different culture and it's a different world and I don't relate to it and it frightens me and it makes me angry and I don't like it. maybe you should create an app maybe I should create an app call called, it I'm scared of the youth yes <laughs> called children are scary <laughs> teenagers are terrifying no but I no, I think it's I think it's great and I think it's it's good to to have that kind of positive role model yeah and well, and she's a brilliant entrepreneur. Right. I mean, at 16. Yes. At 16, she she found a problem. She then figured out a solution to it. She turned it into something that was accessible to everybody and and created a brilliant solution to a huge problem and did it in a way that reaches her peers. Right. And like a, like a human problem, too. It wasn't like, oh the mcdonald's ice cream machine is always broken let's make an app for that which is my favorite new thing uh new slash apparently emily just discovered an app that lets you know when the mcdonald's ice cream machine is working i saw this post in the slack channel the other day <laughs> yeah and your reaction to it was perfect i didn't realize this was a problem that we needed technology to solve i mean it's just like you've got an app for everything and then now you've got this sort of like 
human visceral sort of like the top level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of a peak of the pyramid thing. Right. And this 16-year-old has enough wherewithal to say like, okay, I've got food and shelter. Now I'm going to make my way all the way up to love and acceptance. And she's and she's done it, and it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. It's really cool to see something like this coming out, especially this year when we had Sarah, Sarah. Oh, right, Sarah. Weird, we never we never determined how to pronounce uh, that app properly, but the anonymous yeah the anonymous like tell me myself. tell me what you think about me app, and we outlined it on the show, and you know we all came to the conclusion that. It's absolute crap because online bullying is such a problem. And right. then if you can be anonymous about it, get out of here. Like that's 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 terrible. That's just you're just asking for disaster at that point because oh yeah, children are mean. Yep. And can you guys tell that I was and on delicate a lot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and delicate. Yeah. You know, in the same like there you have the mean kids and you have the delicate kids and right. And the delicate kids are the ones that are most likely to use that app. Right. And the mean kids are the ones that are most likely to respond to the request. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I think I think it's really cool to see to see this type of you know instead of like hey tell me what you think about me in an anonymous anonymous forum and it's probably going to be mean and terrible like hey um you can sit with us you can sit with us yeah, yeah that's really nice yeah. I mean, I wish I had this in high school because it's not like I got picked on, but like all my friends were a year older than me. So I had lunch in the library. Yeah. Theater. Yeah. 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 Theater. I spent, (laughs) I spent, I spent many a lunch period in the band room. But I mean, to have an app like this, to be able to find a common ground, like, you know, if, if, if this app existed, maybe you two would have found each other in the theater room and hung out and, and. Because Made a friend can sit with me in the theater, yeah. <laughs> but not at the lunch table. But not at the lunch table. Forget the lunch table. It's all right. It was too loud in the lunchroom anyway. I agree. Yeah. Let's talk about what women have done this year. <gasps> I want to do that. Emily's Yay! really excited. This one's for her. <laughs> I'm so excited, you guys. Um, as of course, in June, we found out that Jody Whitaker. 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 I found out today that I really enjoy when people uh, pronounce the H in WH words because I was on the phone with a client that kept saying what. Cool whip. Cool whip. whip. Uh, So Jodie Whitaker is going to be the new Doc Her. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it out. Suck it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Best friend. Best friend. Um, so, so Jodie Whitaker is the new doctor. She is the very, 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 very first female doctor. And, uh, Not the very, 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 very first female doctor. Oh, all of no, theirs. but her great, 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 great granddaughter. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this is the uh, so Jodie Whittaker is taking over for Peter. Uh, he is uh, leaving in Peter the Capaldi. Capaldi. Uh, he is leaving at the Christmas special this year. Um, and she is taking over. They've released that she will have three companions, two of which are male, which is very interesting because they're, as far as I remember, and I'm going to get lambasted if I'm wrong, but uh, there has never been a solo male companion. There have been male companions before. But they've always had a female counterpart. But there's, yeah. yeah. So there's there's always been a female counterpart, um, uh, including canine. I think he was male also. Um, canine. Canine. So tell me, okay, because we all know that I haven't watched Doctor Who. Huh? What? We, I haven't watched Doctor Who. I'm behind on everything. I just watched Civil War, like, 
Oh, you finally got to watch I it. I finally got to watch Civil War. It's wait, wait, oh wait. my god. But Liz, have you seen Wonder Woman? Yes. Why'd you have to bring it up? <laughs> like, I was perfectly... Look, I'm waiting for Black Friday. It goes on sale for, like, six bucks at Walmart, guys. I can teach you how to illegally download this. No, no. We have to give money. <laughs> no, that's very true. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big... I'm, I'm very adamant about spending your money on Wonder Woman. Spend your money. Spend your money. Treat yourself. Um... So yeah, so okay, what what's talk to me? What the, what what's a companion? So a companion is somebody who travels with the doctor. Yeah. So it's just it's just it's a, literally a companion. Yeah, it's literally a companion. <laughs> when a, when We're a not mommy and a daddy. <laughs> We're not trying to trick anyone, I promise. Um. So so there's always so like a, a sidekick, like the Robin to your Batman. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, okay. they're the ones that keep the doctor like on track and keep him from or her in this case from basically killing themselves with crazy scientific plans they keep the doctor grounded so they keep the doctor grounded remind the doctor of of his or her human humanity it's Mm. like the morty to your rick kind of except the doctor will listen to their companion yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't think rick really listens doctor who does not turn him or herself into a pickle no No. is what you're saying (laughs) to get out of therapy well but actually the doctor might the doctor might the doctor would definitely make you dog sentient yes definitely (laughs) Um, so I, of course, was a little upset when I was looking up stuff because I haven't been, I've been very busy and I haven't been keeping track of everything. Uh, and when I was looking up like articles today to like get prepped for the show, all I kept seeing was, what is the doctor wearing? And what is the doctor wearing? And and I was like, nobody has ever asked a male doctor what he is wearing. (laughs) Emily, that's actually not true. (laughs) Emily like fell into like this tailspin of like feminist rage. I did. I did. And, and I, I just, cause I just haven't been keeping up with the stories, but this is so, are we showing it? We're not showing it on this, on the screen. Oh no, we are. But are we? Wait, hold on. Isn't it always there? We can do it. Okay. So, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know how the video works. <laughs> I'm the host, everybody. Until 40 minutes ago, I do business <laughs> things with business people. Um, so business, business numbers. So this is her new look, and it's actually it was released uh, a couple of days ago, which is why everyone's talking about it now. Um, but there are several nods to other doctors, doctors like Matt Smith, uh, who was Doctor uh, Eleven, um, Patrick Thurton. I like him. Uh, Tom <laughs> Baker is another one. And which, okay, so this is really funny because David Tennant so far is my favorite doctor. And I think it's because I've got a little crush on him too. Christopher Eccleston. Oh, gosh. Nice. He was so good. Eccleston? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. He's in here too. You don't meet many Eccleston fans. No. So. I, I was said that he only got one season, you know? I like I, him. Yes. If he... I wish he could have been there for at least two. But yeah. I, I like it. We've got a, a Tennant fan, Eccleston. I'm a Matt Smith fan. I think he established the franchise really well and made it really He did. Yeah. He did very well. Well, I mean, he was the reboot. So, yeah, yeah so of course. Um, but anyway, so people were talking all about, you know, what she looked like, what she looked like. And I got, like, uh, like uncontrollably, like, rage angry <laughs> about it because I was like, how dare they? It reminds me when uh, Scarlett Johansson was getting interviewed uh, as Black Widow, mm-hmm. and the uh, interview- they, and the interviewer asked her about her underwear, yeah, like if she, she wore could- underwear under her costume. And I'm like, um, I'm super did inappropriate. Scarlett Johansson ask her, asked the interviewer. I'm assuming was female, but uh, no, the interviewer, no, was, the interviewer male. was a man. Seriously, and yeah. so did Scarlett if- Johansson ask the interviewer 
whether or not he would ever ask that of a male. Did she, he ever? She, she sure did. She, yeah, no, yeah. she she did not answer the question, and she was very much like not rude, but like, are you serious? Like that's that absolutely like, no. Ask me about the movie and like what it was like to play that Black Widow. Like, who cares? Is it weird that I'm about my underwear? Thinking whether or not did Chris Evans wear underwear? Like, right now, I want to know. Like, if they're asking that of Black Widow, I'm like, did did Chris Evans did Chris Evans wear, wear underwear? Well, I'm I'm thinking about it, but for different reasons. Um, <laughs> Double standards are fun, everyone. Double standards are fun. Um, yeah. So so anyway, she's she's the first female doctor. She's got two male companions and a female companion. We've already had um, with Capaldi. Well, well, tell everyone why all you could find was about her her clothing her outfit what about what she was wearing didn't i already say that no no oh, i don't know what i'm supposed to say here. <laughs> the announcement like, the like, announcement there, was made is there anything special <laughs> about her outfit well it was is it was just it was just what, announced yeah, when, it was when, like yeah. when did we find this out today oh, yeah you said, I no, you said, oh, I said that week. Yeah, oh. Said this week. i listened to my guests yeah we i missed <laughs> it too we need oh, to record this, this. Brought to you by beer. Um, but anyway, so so her outfit was uh, just as a recap for those of you not paying attention <laughs> at home. It was um, released a couple of days ago. But we have actually Capaldi had a black lesbian as his first companion. Uh, also, so Doctor Who is is one of the great things about that show is that they. I mean, the main character is an alien who regenerates, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the poor. Doctor can't be a ginger though. Apparently, apparently nobody's <laughs> gonna make him a ginger. He all he all he ever wants to be is a ginger, and nobody will let him do that. Um, but they give like all of their female companions and all of the female leads on the show. You know, whether you're talking about Rose or Amy or River, I don't like Martha, and I was gonna drop another f bomb, but I will not. <laughs> um, but they all go through these like hero journeys. And even though the doctor is supposed to be the main character, they all go through their own sort of development cycle. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's really great that you can give this this female companion or what's supposed to be a sidekick or a side character or something, you know, their own hero's journey as they deal with being human and seeing the vastness of everything that is time and space. So I think they do a really good job and uh, not everybody is in love with the doctor, so I also think that that's really great too. Um, he's very handsome sometimes, though. <laughs> so, um, but yes, you mean specifically Peter Capaldi, or I mean just all of them. Just oh, I think okay. Jodie Whittaker is a very handsome lady, also. I was to say, yeah. would you would you call Jodie Whittaker a handsome woman? <laughs> I, I would say her cheekbones are quite. She stunning. does have some yeah. nice cheekbones. She does have excellent cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. um, she also stars in. Uh, right now, they are finishing up season three or they just finished up season three which is the last season of Broadchurch. um jody whitaker plays the mom of the little boy who dies there is no spoiler alert because that's in the like like review or whatever right so jody whitaker plays the mom and david tennant is actually uh the detective inspector on the show so he's the main character who stars alongside jody whitaker as the mom so he actually was giving her um, like tips and advice and all that kind of stuff, like when she got hired. And actually, a lot of the doctors were both on camera right now. No, no, see, I tried to keep talking, tried to play it cool. Um, I'm pouring no, a beer, no, everyone. Let me, let's let me not, get you back on camera. Let's not be shy about it. <laughs> but they also, um, all of the previous doctors 
had all of these like really great things to say about a female doctor in general. Like obviously there's been a lot of backlash, but there's been a ton of backlash, but but all of the other doctors, like all of the other men who have played the doctors are like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. Jodie Whittaker, she's such a great actress. She can do this. She can do that. And now they've opened up like this entire new chasm of, of Doctor Who storylines and plots and stuff. Cause there are only so many times that you can see the Daleks and Cybermen before you're like, oh, look, oh how are you going to beat them again? <laughs> and Cybermen together. It's so different. Yeah, exactly. So, um. So I'm very excited about it as a Doctor Who fan myself. Um, Now, you said she had three companions. Are they all at once, or is it going to be spaced out? So we do not know the answer to that question yet. I assume they come on in tears, but I I do not know the answer to that question. Like they're they're crying? Like they're sad? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are they so sad? They come on in tears. They come on in tears. Um, Uh, Guys, I don't have anything to contribute. I'm really sorry. But also... Keep keep going. You're you're very informative about Doctor Who. Because (laughs) in the earlier Doctor Who's, like the original, I think he started with a family. And so I was just like, yeah, there was like three. Or he has a daughter, I think, in one of the yeah. in one of the original episodes. Um, and then technically, he's got a daughter in the reboot, right? Um, technically, um, <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge it though. And actually, and and actually, the the woman that played his daughter, Georgia Moffat, is his actual real life wife. They yep. met while they were filming that episode. Now they've got like an entire. Yeah, Moffitt yeah, Georgia Moffat, um, Stephen Moffat, Stephen Moffat's daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the guy who ruined everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I love Moffat, but I love to hate him because he made that really sad episode of The Pawns, and he also writes um, for um, Sherlock. Sherlock, thank you. Yeah, he does. He's he's one of the head writers on Sherlock, and, and I I love to hate him because it's like after I know. the episode, you're like Moffat, <laughs> which is. <it's, laughs> Uh, exactly what I say, just in regular day-to-day life. I just, <laughs> I just tend to just tend to do that. Um, and they're also making these episodes. They're taking it down from thirteen, like twelve or thirteen episodes, with some filler episodes to uh, ten episodes. Oh wow! But they're no longer like forty-two minutes or whatever they have been. They're now going to be about an hour. Oh yeah, because oh. that worked out so well for Game of Thrones. Everyone I'm contributing. I mean. <laughs> Look, I have something to say now. You know, how are they how are they planning to air this on BBC then? Are they planning to air it on BBC? So they are still planning to air it on BBC. Um or BBC America. America, yeah. yeah. BBC World. Um I BBC. don't know. I don't think that they've got I don't I don't know how how the details are working out for exactly how they plan to like aren't you an advertising executive don't you work in the entertainment industry i i I don't know anything about i mean i'm assuming it's the same way they did sherlock right where they were you know hour and a half long episodes movies i guess yeah right they just released a movie yeah sherlock didn't have any movie or episodes they just had movies so um but yeah but there's a lot of crossover there i think the show is just it's super clever and it's just darling it's just a darling episode. So I'm very excited about Jodie Whittaker, and I have started watching Broadchurch also, and she is just incredible. Just an incredible actress, and I think she's going to do great things. I think she's going to do great things with the Doctor. All right, so the burning question that we are so upset that everyone's asking anyway, what do you guys think about her outfit? <laughs> do we not just spend all this no, time no, no, talking no, about no, her outfit? No, but we didn't say what we personally thought about it. <laughs> I, I actually, I have opinions here. Yes, please. <laughs> mm. 
So uh, interestingly, a lot of what she wears, uh, it, it's intended to be a callback to previous doctors. Okay. Uh, so the the colored band on her T-shirt is supposed to look like that colorful coat, that technicolored nightmare that was uh, the previous doctor's coat. I can't remember which number it was. I think it was like seven or eight. Tom Baker. Yeah. Tom Baker scarf. Okay. There you go. So I don't actually love that because why can't she have her own original costume? Why yeah. does it have to be – You know, why, why do we feel the need to integrate her – by basing her off of other characters, you know, like yeah. I, I, I think she stands on her own, and I, but I, th- I wish that we. But had I think given that you, that. you have to, right? Like, this is such an iconic character being played by, you know, all of these iconic men, mm. and I think that there's, a, like, a point where you have to like spoon feed some of these people. I mean, I don't know if you've ever interacted with like, honest to God Whovians before, <laughs> but and I and I and. Not to knock honest to God Whovians, because I'm about I'm about four Wikipedia searches away from becoming one myself. <laughs> um, but that's all it takes. You already are one. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but I feel like because people become so attached to their doctors, right? Like I am still, I am almost through with Matt Smith's first season, and I still can't let go of right. David Tennant. Everyone hated Matt Smith just because he wasn't David Tennant for so long. Except for, you know, well, yeah, for so oh. long. His face Sad is kind of a foot, era. though. I, he's that Rogue One, Matt Smith, what are you doing to me? <laughs> boy next door that he, he is. like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like him. He definitely is. Um, But I feel like you've got to spoon feed people sometimes. And so I would rather her take on um, adapted looks and have people respect her immediately than for them to try to go like so far, like bump everything. She's a whole new, you know, doctor. She's a whole new person, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then have people automatically reject her ratings go down. Mm-hmm. Nobody is watching. So they think like, Oh, a, a female doctor can't happen. I think you just made a really good point about it. it for those of you who don't know, I, I did it. Worked in the entertainment. Yeah, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the entertainment industry for a number of years. I still freelance there, and so I I tend to really look at business decisions a lot. You know, yeah. when we were talking it, back when the conversation was all about um, casting ethnically appropriate uh, characters in yeah. films after like Ghost in the Shell and everything, and all of the the business decisions that went around that. You know, uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to remember sometimes that at the end of the day, Doctor Who would not be on the air if the producers and showrunners were not making decisions every day that enabled it to be on the air. Right. And, and I think you make a really good point that even though I personally do not love this, uh, as I gesture to the TV that nobody can see. Except for us, <laughs> uh, it, it, Sorry, no one's it, watching on YouTube anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, to like the seven of you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can I give a shout out to my future self who watched this on YouTube? Yeah. (laughs) What up, girl? (laughs) Hey. Did you just wink at your future self? Super did. (laughs) Excellent. Anyway, to finish my sentence, uh, and then we can move on. Uh, You make a really good point. It's a business decision at the end of the day. And if you're trying to make something palatable to a group of people who you – you are almost positive are going to remain attached to the previous doctor and are going to have trouble adapting anyway. Why not make it through something like costuming? Right, exactly. Yeah. An e- an easy transition that doesn't 
that doesn't really affect her character. Like, yeah, she's got these throwbacks, and yeah, it's going to be the same crazy, loopy, timey-wimey doctor, but at the end of the day, she's it's it's a brand new person. You know, they talk about regeneration, and they talk, and, and I swear to God, we'll move on. No, 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 um, you're fine. But you're they talk about, I want to share Are you kidding me? I've been too. talking the whole time. But they talk about regeneration, right? And they talk about how they, you know, maintain the same memories, but it's like a brand new person or whatever. Right. So, so why not do something like you said is easy with a costume and then just make her her own doctor outside of that? It doesn't matter what she wears. I don't think she wears underwear, though. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to. Under those pants? <laughs> I'm, I'm really expecting some quirkiness, though, because oh, she sure. has Look at the her. trench coat like David Tennant. She's wearing. Do all doctors not wear a trench coat? Not no. all of them. Is that no. not okay? Christopher Eccleston wore a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing. Matt Smith um, wore a bow tie. <laughs> the suspenders and the shirt. I was reading an article that some people were saying kind of reminds them of Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So That's cute. He was very quirky. <laughs> Um, Mork was quirky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love that everyone can see my reactions on camera. <laughs> Anytime any we talk, like uh, the only thing that, that gets me is that she's completely flooding, which uh, is kind of weird. I I'm not a fan of it, but um, you how know, do you see it's those quirky? How so. did you see those cool boots for pants? Weren't so I mean, high. I do right? love the boots. They're very combaty. Yeah, <laughs> but the point here is that Ready it doesn't matter what she's wearing. I agree. No, and and so. <laughs> To that end, to bring it home, I actually went looking for some quotes um, because I I think one of the points that needs to be made here is that Doctor Who is now making a choice to potentially expand their fan base mm-hmm. right. by making it inclusive of women. They can uh, they can gear their shows more towards that and and not by making Doctor Who a rom com because that is. In no way, shape, or form, what anyone is wanting. Yeah. But, but you're you're creating someone like I found a really cool quote that um, someone said, "Oh, a lady Doctor Who this time. I may have to watch this season." <laughs> like people are actually people who wouldn't have necessarily picked this up before yeah. now have an opportunity to. And then someone. Well, else, now I want to know what the context of that quote is. But yeah. Right. <laughs> like who said it and why? Right. Okay. Ooh, well, a lady, like fix, like Ooh, change the inflection. A lady. a lady, Doctor Who. I might have to watch this season. Like, see if she. You do a really good underwear. creepy guy. Why do you have to make it sound pervy? Like, <laughs> you do a really good pervy because, guy. Because this is the world that I was conditioned to live in, Sarah. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> but the other one that I found that was actually really nice was, uh, it was a, a gentleman. Who said a gentleman? A gentleman. A, a gentleman. Uh, my nieces can grow up in a world with a good Wonder Woman, a female Jedi, female Ghostbusters, and a female Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. that's super cool. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. I love that. Thanks, guy. Speaking of Wonder Woman, that guy. <gasps> Ooh, that guy. Oh man, that's a throwback. Throwback. <laughs> I don't even know where that guy started. Ah, uh, you guys want to talk about Wonder Woman? Because you know we have to. Yeah. We're doing a lady episode. Uh, what, what? Sarah, you want to talk about Wonder Woman? It's okay. It's okay. No, I like it. I it recently came to light that it's like one of my biggest pet peeves when you say like, oh, I've never seen this movie. You know, whatever. I've never seen this movie. And somebody in the room, there's always one person that goes, you've never seen. And it's like the most most annoying thing in the world because it's like, no, I haven't. It it doesn't mean that I'm not doing anything else in my life. (laughs) So it's fine. It's fine that you just haven't seen like the most important 
movie that's come out in 2017. It's no big deal. I mean, I've <laughs> read a Wonder Woman comic book. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to get another beer, but then you turn the cameras back on. And I was like, really? Like, there's weird we stuff going we on. We don't the make it a secret that we drink on the show, so, like, <laughs> I got tapped on the shoulder, like with panic, in the tab, and I thought, "Oh God, she wants me to put the the cameras back. On. Let me do that." Right as she's leaning over to whisper in my ear, and I'm like, "Well, this went well. Nailed it." Oh man! I just like everyone to know that everything is fine. Everything's fine, everyone. We can totally do this. Women can run podcasts. We're doing great. Bulligans. Bulligans. Fear makes you great. Fear makes you great. Um, all right, so fun facts about Wonder Woman, like, you don't already know, because you already heard me and Emily, like, just, just S this movie's D for, like, an hour and a half when we did our Wonder Woman review, which many will argue now, even to this day, they're like, I can't believe you guys gave Wonder Woman that high of, of a rating. I think we were all hyped up on, like, estrogen and girl power, and we were really excited, and it, but, you know, I think she wants you to purr. Can I help you? <laughs> Yeah, women helping women. That's what this episode's all about. Pour me a beer, bitch. <laughs> We're allowed to say that word. Yeah, that's oh. fine. Oh, bitch. That doesn't give us, that doesn't give us the explicit rating. Um, but we give. Helping women, women, helping women. <laughs> helping women, helping women. I like that. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So, obviously, we all know that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. <laughs> she wanders. She wanders. I mean, uh, she does. Yeah, she does. She wanders all the way, all the from, way to London. All the way to London from the country that she lives in that I can never pronounce. The Miscaria? You got it. I did it. Congratulations. Nice. I did it, everyone. Can you pronounce Thor's hammer? No. No. Meow, meow. Um, so I heard it did good it opening did weekend. Incredible opening weekend. You'd know if you had been there. <laughs> No, totally kidding. Uh, so obviously this 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 movie is very important for just like a bajillion different reasons, and it is it was so groundbreaking and it was so record breaking. So in its its in its opening weekend in the domestic box office, it grossed about a hundred and three point one million dollars. Wow. Uh, putting it what it's it's now it's uh, at number five for all superhero movies uh, dating back to like 1978 so that's, and a, that's amazing that's a huge deal that's yeah. a really big deal and if you consider the sheer mass of superhero movies that exist out there today you know like that's that's awesome not to mention that you know not only you know gal gal godot 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 so why do we all say godot <laughs> godot mate Godot, mate. Uh, you know, so Gal Gadot. Now I'm never gonna not be able to say it like that. Yeah, you well, cannot the right say, it without... say it. So that's good. <laughs> Just say it with an Australian <laughs> accent, and you're good. Gadot, Gadot. Uh, you know, it's like obviously her being the female lead is is a big deal. Um, having the first superhero movie with a a female lead is a big deal. <laughs> I'm having a lot of difficulty over here. <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. I don't know where my purse got to. By technical difficulties, we mean we need a bottle opener. Wait, where, don't you have your keys? No. I'm also exposing you for having a <laughs> bottle opener on your keys on the I, podcast. I also have one on my key ring. Oh, me too. Nice. Okay. 
bottle this just in. opener on the key Girls ring. drink beer just like boys do. I'm um, a real boy. Oh, we're going to fix that in post. Yeah, we're going to fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Anyway, um, so all four of us are back on camera now. Yeah, totally. Super good to be seeing all of us. Um, so we've got iconic female lead, um, Patty Jenkins being the director. Yeah. Um, so she this she is the first female director of a live action theatrically released comic book superhero film. So that's history being made in itself. Um a damn good one too. Right? Just what a Okay, while we're talking about Patty Jenkins, uh, now and since we have all four of us ladies gathered around a table. Ladies. Ladies. So did anyone else and and this is an interesting phenomenon that I've heard mixed reviews on so raise your hand if during sorry you won't be able to raise your hand it's okay. oh no uh, you just raise anyway. your hand anyway but you okay. know what sarah you can sit with us i appreciate it <laughs> so did anyone else feel very inspired borderline emotional watching the amazon fight scenes oh god yeah oh yeah Yep. Totally. That whole movie was incredibly emotional for me, and I think, I think that that's the hardest thing to make. I don't want to. I don't want to take this angle, but I think that's the hardest thing to make men understand about why this movie was so huge and so important to us. Because it was so well. Okay, so so a, a common saying when you work in the entertainment industry at in like the industry yeah. in the industry <laughs> when you're in the industry like us over here. <laughs> I, if you did it right, no one will know you did anything at all. Yeah. And it was done so right mm -hmm. that if you, if it didn't directly affect you, you didn't notice it. Yeah. And how freaking perfect was that? Right. It was just, it was so well done. And I honestly, I can't even enumerate, I'll say it again, <laughs> enumerate what it was <laughs> that was so wonderful about those specific scenes but there was something in it that just touched you yeah in a way that i can't describe yeah it was super and and again so wonder woman was for me personally it was a big deal because i it was the first time that i ever went to go see a movie by myself and like what a movie to go see yeah by yourself as a as a woman like it was, you know, I, I had all these hangups. I had all these social stigma hangups about, like, you know, sitting alone in the lunchroom, sitting alone in the movie theater, <laughs> like, so, you know, and I was just like, oh, like, what a weirdo. Like, I don't want to go to the movies by myself. People are going to think I'm weird. No, it was super cool. It's the right time for a Pee Wee Herman joke. It, no. <laughs> no. Nothing is ever, oh, my God. <laughs> I like how it took you a couple of nice. seconds to really. It was like, Pee Wee Herman. Like, wait, did I lose my bicycle? Because my bike actually didn't get stolen earlier this year. <laughs> But no, this that was super inappropriate. I would apologize, but I'm not sorry. sorry he can not make sorry. our he can make our uh, creeps and geeks uh, episode creeps. for 2017. Creeps and geeks 2017. Oh my god, I wonder if we'll do a creepiest and geek breakdown. Probably not. Elle's not gonna go for that. Maybe we'll do another lady episode where we talk about creeps and geeks. But no, you're right. So, so it was, it was very emotional and it was very, it was very empowering. And like, I left the theater feeling just really good and really hopeful yep. and really happy and really like, you know, like I walked with my shoulders a little 
stiffer and right. like it was just it was just a very very cool experience all around and and again like i like we're reiterating so much because i know that we talked about this for just way too long when we did our when we did our movie breakdown episode but I know, it was like the, the liz and emily show like this is seriously seriously it's across the board and dan and <laughs> al were like i mean like it was good but like there was like this weird cgi and we we're like 10 everything's a 10 this movie deserves a 50 listeners today still comment on the fact that every time we go through our numbers again they're like really 44 like <laughs> wonder woman's still number one Thanks. but i think but i think it's important i I still i stand by it i'm sorry i stand by it because it's rotten tomatoes has ranked wonder woman oh, number yeah. one in it's like 50 greatest movies of all time breakdown did and, you already talk about uh box office numbers yes because i think that, that is we listen to each other. <laughs> That's <laughs> <me>. nice. <laughs> Sweet relevant reference. Uh, yeah, no box. The box office numbers are are crazy. Like they're they're across the board, like breaking records all over the place. It's incredible. And if I can just veer slightly off the women aspect of this, uh, we should make the same box office numbers for Black Panther happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because here's the deal: is if Marvel is looking for and DC, DC, Marvel, all those guys, they're looking for reasons why not to have a Black Widow solo movie. Or they're looking for reasons why Black Panther shouldn't have a sequel. Or they're looking for reasons why these minority-based characters shouldn't have their own movies. And we've seen it with the way that they just totally have taken a shit on just some of their superhero characters. I mean, it's, <laughs> yep. it's ridiculous. So if we get out there and we we spend our money and and we go see the movies i mean personally i saw it twice in theaters yeah because it was that important for me to know that money was going towards that right so just to get off that soapbox for a second also go see black panther yeah so what's your what's your call do you think that black panther will surpass wonder woman in box office numbers oh uh, well uh, that's a tough that's a tough prediction to make i mean there was so much concern about wonder woman's box office numbers to begin with yeah because the marketing on oh it was, was terrible. so late thank you yeah. yes it was it was late and they didn't even hit everything that they were supposed to hit yeah i mean it was awful they did everything to make that movie fail they did everything to make that movie fail and they've been well and and i think it's important to note that it wasn't like a malicious like make this movie fail it right. was just it was it was neglectful yeah you know, they just because they, they didn't think it was going to do well right Anyway, and this goes back to my my sweeping generalization of a soapbox point that if you will write well for women and you will market well for women, you'll make an amazing product that everyone will like. Yeah, I will say that's not that I did it on purpose. Just the summer got busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's As we were the- sitting here talking about how important it is that you paid money <laughs> to go to the theater to see this movie. Jacuzzi. But, <laughs> but that was one of the reasons why. I wasn't like, oh, it's opening weekend. Let me let me go straight to the theater because right, you gotta wait till weekend too. The um, I didn't even know that it was open until someone told me. Well, right. And, was it and, Al because you had to see it on opening weekend to come to the movie <laughs> review? Because that's no generally how those conversations go when we do movie reviews. No, I was like, like, hey, you're going to see this movie, right? No, I had to beg to be part of the review first of all <laughs> nice. because I saw the movie and I immediately texted Al and was like, I want to. But I mean, Batman versus Superman was such a crappy, crappy, crappy movie. And the only good thing was Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad was okay. I I was, I I didn't want my time back. It It was a good, I didn't want my time back. 
Oh, I did not. On I Suicide Squad? Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I it didn't want okay. my time back. I, you know, I but mean, it was Batman versus Superman was just god awful. I didn't even watch that in theaters. Like I waited until oh, yeah. that came out on what? on DVD. <laughs> but I mean, Why it was just god awful. See, Al, you're not even here. We still Wonder pick up Woman your joke. wasn't going to be as good, right? You know, I and and there wasn't. You know, normally on good movies, there's all this hype of, oh, it's so great, blah 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 blah. And so because there wasn't all of that, because Batman versus Superman sucks so bad <laughs> i was like meh maybe it's not that great maybe it's right. not worth twenty dollars and i know? think the difference between wonder woman and black panther obviously besides the glaring differences <laughs> the obvious differences, well, the, the obvious differences it's not one of the things that um marvel does well that that dc doesn't do well is that We've already seen Black Panther produce movies, <laughs> right? Produce movies, make make Add movies, to make their movies. Characters. <laughs> character development. We could go on for hours. Story arc. Um, <laughs> other than other than the glaring obvious differences, is that we've already seen Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Like we've already seen his origin. You know, we've seen his origin. We've seen what he can do, and now we've got this entire movie. That is just adding to what we've already seen. So they've already hyped him up in a movie. You can skip, you can literally skip all of the exposition that you would normally need right. in a movie because you already because you, you already know. That. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone's interested. Everyone's invested. Here, come see the Done. Black Panther movie. Yeah. Enjoy. It's a hundred percent exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Transformers, but better. <laughs> I was like, wait like a minute, way better. <laughs> Transformers, because it was all action and no exposition. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> It's like Transformers, but with exposition. <laughs> um, but I think that I Wonder Woman was just such an empowering movie altogether because, again, it's not that they said we're gonna make it fail because everybody wants to make money, right? But right. but the but the odds were stacked against them. Um, the biggest one being that it was done in a DC universe. I mean, poor Wonder Woman. I mean, she just can't right. catch a break. <laughs> I mean, like at least just be in Marvel or something, right? Aww. I know. And but you've got even Gal Gadot is Gadot Gadot Gadot. There you go. Gadot, mate. Um, <laughs> even for the record, I literally watched a YouTube video that was nothing but people saying her name <laughs> correctly for like three minutes straight. And it was just like. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal. It's like that. It's like the video of, of Donald Trump saying China, 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 China. China. <laughs> <laughs> but, Nothing but Gal Gadot for three minutes. But even Please she. Please send that to me so I can put that on the Facebook. <laughs> but even she is a badass herself. She was pregnant for all the reshoots. Yeah, she was first like five months pregnant. And she. Nice. Oh God, I'm gonna say something and I don't know if it's true now or not. Oh, uh, she was in the military. Yeah, is it yes, really? yeah, 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 no, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah, did yeah. it. Hundred percent true. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yes. she was in. She was in Mossad. She was in Mossad. She was in the Israeli military. I yeah, mean, wow. She is. I mean, she's just an incredible person, just in general. So having her be, you know, Wonder Woman is, you know, I mean, it's like having Wonder Woman play Wonder Woman. Right. And, and well, and out outside of you know just her portraying the character itself and making the the franchise such a success and making the movie such a success, like. Gal Gadot as a as a woman and as kind of an activist and as a you know a feminist and and being like the voice of the people so there was kind of a, a recent scandal revolving around um 
Brett Ratner, and there were a lot of sexual harassment accusations that came out against him. Who, for those of you who don't know, is uh, he runs the production company that partnered with Warner Brothers to make... He ran the production company <laughs> that okay. partnered with Warner Brothers. That's what he well, said. No, no, no. I'm so in in light of all of the accusations that have come out against him. So uh, Warner Brothers has separated. Yeah, right. They've they've cut all ties yeah, with his with production. Him yeah, and his production company. Um, and so, you know, truly and honestly, being Wonder Woman and standing up for what she believes in. Uh, there there are rumors. I don't know how one hundred percent accurate. Um, this is, but allegedly so she's already signed on for wonder woman 2 she can't get out of that but allegedly she came out and said that she would not sign on for any further wonder woman movies if they did not remove their relationship with brett ratner and i think that's i mean that's bold yeah it's yeah. a pretty powerful statement it's for a sure. very powerful statement that's very bold and obviously like you're trying to do something here with this character and with this franchise and make more of these movies and and you know dc is trying so hard to expand their universe and you lose gal gadot that's it like you're it's done bye wonder woman bye goodbye dc goodbye <laughs> justice league like so what i think one of the most amazing things that i think that we're seeing in pop culture today is female uh icons who actually understand their worth and they understand you know, from a business perspective, what they bring to the table and they understand, no, you need me. And so I actually have leverage in this situation. Like regardless of your opinion, they don't have imposter syndrome. <laughs> they don't, which was actually what I just said to you in the Facebook. Message. Like Every female professional ever has imposter syndrome, except for Gal Gadot. She might be the only person who doesn't. She actually legitimately knows that she's awesome. <laughs> and maybe Carrie Fisher. And maybe Carrie Fisher was the original female badass. Yeah. yeah. That woman. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it because we got to talk about it because what would a, what would oh. a, what would a podcast episode highlighting women in geek culture be without, oh. without Carrie Fisher? What would women in geek culture be without Carrie Fisher? Honestly. Oh. Can what you guys, I mean, what, what, what geek female badass came before Carrie Fisher? I mean, I, I, it's hard I'm to think str- of I'm one. I mean, it's, it's a real struggle. Not someone. She's so iconic. I was going to say, not someone on that level that was so iconic, that was so easily recognized, and then just lived a badass life in general, right. like just in her personal life. Yeah. I mean, with a mom like Debbie Reynolds, I'm sure that you have to be more sure. badass than, than right. other people. But <laughs> I mean, you... and who hasn't dressed up as Leia for Halloween or any special? I haven't. You haven't? <laughs> really? Your, your I only never two have. options yeah. are the, the white sheet or the slave Leia costume. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> what guy doesn't fantasize about slave Leia, though? I mean, poor girl. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, hey, come on. <laughs> Equality and inclusion and all that. It's 2017. Yeah, it's 2017, guys. <laughs> but can you guys believe that it's almost been a year? Oh, no. It's like it's it, blows, hard, yeah. it blows my mind since that that it's been almost a year since we have lost her. It's incredible, and and I'll tell you what, sweeping declarations, Star Wars eight, you leave her alone. Oh my God, please! You leave her alone. You do not bring her back in a hologram. You not. Oh no, that's already been. No, you, they're you not. You leave her. You leave. They tell you well, that. Well, no. <laughs> well, she, episode eight. She is completely shot. She's right. in episode eight. Right. So you you leave her alone. You leave her nine. alone. <laughs> Disney. You leave her alone. You just let her rest in peace. <laughs> 
No, they've already they've already come out and said that they're absolutely not gonna they're not gonna rogue one it. Good. And no. do, I, that was which, which no, that was, was no, terrible was for cool. me. I don't know. I I could I tell mean, the whole time, and it was just so. Oh, I I actually had no idea. What? Oh, it well, I mean, threw I, me off so I, hard. I, I knew, like, I could tell the guy, for her, but that for was her, the, I knew, but for the guy, no idea, no clue. Until my husband yeah. leaned over to me and was like. This is weird CG. And I said, what do you mean? And right? What are you talking he's about? Been, huh? He's been dead for years. Right? What? <laughs> there there hasn't been a men's bathroom in here for years. <laughs> the theater burned down. <laughs> the call came from inside the house. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that, it, 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 it really, I'm really, I don't know. It really bothered me. It was, to me, it's just, it, it wasn't even great CGI. And oh. it's, it's weird to me. It's weird to me. You've got a full cast of people, and then just you can't recast like this one guy. Like we really can't deal with a recast of this one character. I, I think that they were just trying to show off. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Look I don't at know. what we can do. We made an entire CG character. Put <laughs> right. Him in with everybody else. We animated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, it's like we animated a dead person. Like that's weird. That's weird. I don't like that. The bridge too far for you. Yeah, it bothers <laughs> me. It bothers me. And and I think as and you know like Emily is saying like it, especially with somebody as iconic as Carrie Fisher like. That's you it's, leave her alone. It's just disrespectful at that point. I think like I just, leave her be. All I can think of is the leave Brittany alone. Leave uh, her alone. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm, I'm the new Chris Crocker. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like you leave Carrie Fisher alone. Who is who is very funny. He's very funny. If you uh, if you know who Chris Crocker is, look him up on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or something. I get, apparently we're rolling into shameless plugs. <laughs> um, but so, you know, so we're coming up. So uh, episode eight is going to be released this December. And so this is kind of like, I don't know. How are you guys feeling about it? Because uh, as much as I'm excited about episode eight coming out, I'm also very much like, I know that this is like, this is the last role that I'm going to see Carrie Fisher play. This is, you know, her swan song, if you will. And it's very, it's very I really emotional. Hope that it's not like Star Wars holiday special level performances. Like I, <laughs> but it, it, it couldn't have been because she, she didn't know. Yeah. You know, it's not like she'd been sick for years or something. Right. And like, she knew, like she thought that just like the rest of us, she thought she was going to live forever. And, yeah. you know, so, so hopefully it, it's not campy or cheesy or Disney fight or, or, or anything like that. We get to see like one true honest last performance. It's, it's like when Heath Ledger died, you know, you just hope right. that you get like the one last right. honest, like raw performance out of someone. So, and to see her last performance be something, I don't know if it's her last performance, but to see her play that iconic character one last time, I think is going to be super powerful. Yeah. You know, way to double your numbers, Disney. And and I think they, I think the thought process was that they were going to keep her on, like mm-hmm. whenever they do nine or whatever, she was going to be in that as well. But they had to figure out a way to kill her off. So I mean, I'm not to, not to sound morbid, but I'm really interested in how they're going to kill her off. Like, is it going to be tasteful? Is it yeah. going to be? I mean, I, it's got to be it's, tasteful. It's, yeah, it's such a sensitive. It's such a sensitive. Yeah. Well, especially thing. since she's you know, deceased in real life, you know, I mean, there's, there's so much, and you would think that they would need to do it, you know, unless they filmed something and, you know, unless they filmed a fight scene or whatever, and they filmed the outcome a couple of different ways, like a choose your own adventure, like Jedi (laughs) lightsaber fight, but 
Well, um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they, it, of course, because she died in real life, they had to kill her off. But I don't think that was their intentions in this movie. No, I don't think so. So either. I'm I'm curious to see how they do it. You know, like and how it how it alters the story. Are line. they just going to? Oh, she's on this planet, and so that planet just blows no, up I think or that something. They'll give it the the proper amount of credence. Like you think? Yeah, it, I mean Carrie Fisher. Like they. Yeah. God, I, I hope they do. Like, I've been disappointed before. Right. <laughs> I've, I've been let down before. Well, yeah. Right. Well, you're a woman. Of course you've been disappointed. Oh. Hey! Oh. hey! Full circle. Kaboom. Kaboom. Um, no, but I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the women for a minute. And, and cause obviously, of course we talked about this on the show when it happened. How could you not talk about this on this show when this happened? But, you know, I think, I think it's really important to celebrate her work and coming up on like the one year anniversary of her passing, you know? Yeah. We, we mentioned it earlier in the show, but she kind of paved the way and opened the door for, you know, having that that female role model in the science fiction world mm-hmm. and and that strong, independent character. And what would what would geek culture be? What would what would women in science fiction be without her portrayal of Princess Leia back in the 70s? And, you know, I think that's important in and of itself in in kind of the geek community but then just in general like she used her fame and she used her stardom and she used her own struggles to become such an advocate for you know the the discussion about mental health and the discussion about addiction and the discussion about bipolar disorder and and body dysmorphia yeah you know and yeah and you know and I think that's I think that's so important and that's something that I am so incredibly passionate about that you know, it's, it's okay to have these conversations and it's, it's very much encouraged to have these conversations. And I think that's so great to, you see so many actors in Hollywood that kind of cover up their, their bullshit, you know what I mean? And they try and hide everything from the limelight and they're expected to be like this perfect person. And, you know, Carrie Fisher was just never shy about coming out and saying like, I'm a flawed human being. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an absolutely flawed human being and I have struggled and I, have messed up a lot but we need to talk about that we need to say those things we need to bring those things to light because that's the only way that people heal that's the only way that people get the help that they need and deserve you know and I think that's super important and and you know we need to we need to honor her memory by by continuing to have those conversations and continuing to let other people know that it's that it's okay to have those conversations and I think that's that's super important yeah I yep so I'd like to go around the table and know what it is that you're struggling with. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little I too would like for to be me, buried in a giant Prozac pill. Like <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I like was that? Do you? Is that was that her wish? Like was that? I don't remember. I, just, I remember reading so much about it. And, I just and wondering whether or not it was a hundred percent true. No, it's it's very true. It P- part uh, part of her ashes and part of. Because we all know that her mother, Debbie Reynolds, passed away literally four no. days after she passed away, which is probably the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, literally, her mother literally died of a broken heart, and allegedly her last words before she passed away were, I just want to be with Carrie right now. Yeah. Like, what a... Yeah. That's powerful. What an eerie kind of, like, oh, you literally spoke that into existence. <laughs> like, that's very, very, very powerful. But um, part of apparently part of her ashes and part of Debbie Reynolds' ashes are together um, in a monument. But then the rest of Carrie Fisher's ashes are in a novelty large Prozac pill. Well, she's the awesome. one that was quoted as, as saying like, oh, if I 
um, she's she said something like, "Oh, if I pass, like tell people that this is what happened." Yeah, instead I of like, in a lake. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Sh- shingled by my own bra or yeah. something. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Really? You hadn't heard that? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rogue One over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so it was a bit. Apparently, it was a big conversation, and it, you know, and it was another part of her kind of like um, bringing to light the um, the ridiculousness of the the questions that interviewers ask mm-hmm. women, and so that whole that whole quote stems from she was asked about uh, what would happen in space, like what would happen to your undergarments in space, and like with the lack of gravity gravity and like the way that your body would expand in outer space, and like oh yeah, like what would happen yeah, if you like, were wearing a bra? Wouldn't your like, bra get too tight, or wouldn't yeah. your undergarments get too tight? Yeah. <laughs> and so she, it was like her whole big thing of like making fun of the ridiculousness of like what like male interviewers ask female celebrities and so she you know the whole quote is you know that wouldn't that be a great obituary like let it be known that i you know i died bathed in moonlight strangled by my own bra like what a what a ridiculous thing what a darling person what a darling person but yeah so r.i.p r.i.p carrie fisher and uh we'll see we'll see what happens in episode eight I mean, we're going to talk about it on the show, and you're going to oh, listen. God, yeah. So. <laughs> you have Hello, no future you me. Have no Hello, future me listening to. I hope Star you Wars enjoyed 8. watching Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> I guess. Wait, this episode is going to come out on Thursday, though, not like after. Episode no, no, but I'm going to like come back to this one. All right. Wait, after well, we've gone down, down the path. path. Uh, how many paths have we gone down this episode? We're gonna fix it in post. Sorry, I don't gonna, understand what you're so upset we're about. We're gonna fix it in post. We're gonna I fix don't understand. So much in post. It's all right. Uh, let's talk about the future of women in geek. Let's talk about where we're headed. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite picture. Here we go. So, so I asked. So <laughs> producer Dan. So yeah. Oh yes. This is, so it's all this picture right now. Producer Dan <laughs> still put together our slideshow for us, and so for this last slide, um, so I asked him to include uh, a picture from Justice League and a picture of Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel is a female lead superhero character that is, you know, in the the future to come. Who is Marvel, not DC. Right. And so I asked him to incorporate these two things together. <laughs> and so he just superimposed Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, as Captain Marvel's head over Batman. The sizing is pretty good. Right? Oh, yeah. He did yeah. a good job with the proportions. He good did. job, Producer Dan. He did. Good, good job, Producer good Dan. Good job, Producer Dan. And it's actually, I think it's an improvement. I don't know. I, don't I know mean, nobody you. really likes Batfleck. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about your opinion of Batfleck, but I think it's an improvement. I don't think he was a bad Batman. I think he just had a really terrible script. And bad I, direction. I agree. And direction. And bad lighting. But didn't he... Bad cinematography. Didn't he direct it, too? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Didn't he direct it, too? <laughs> Whoops. That's what a bummer. He, he had a bad leading actor and a bad director, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> Who can blame him, really? Oh, 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 we can. We can. And we but I'm excited about Captain Marvel. I mean, I, I think this is a good change. I think, um, I mean, as much as I absolutely love, 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 love Chris Evans, um, I, I, I am excited to see where this is going to go. Um, I haven't read any of the comics where Captain Marvel is, or, or where Captain America turns into Captain Marvel, um, but 
I think it's exciting. I, I think it's a, a, a new road to take, and um, it'll be fun. I'm I'm interested to see how Captain Marvel rates against uh, Wonder Woman numbers wise. Yeah, because Marvel obviously just I think there's going to be a lot of rage. Bleeds kills it. Like just destroys everything. Yeah, like they could at this point they could literally just put Marvel characters on a screen, like reciting. They really could actually just boring old poetry from the 18th century or something, and we'd be like, "Yeah, so great!" Here's I actually our money. Think, Here it is. I think they could have that internet video where it's the like mock Spider-Man and Hulk or whatever, and they're dancing at the kids' birthday party. It's just like people dressed up in the costumes, and they're just like, and it would still grow, and, like, and it would still grow a million dollars on its like, opening weekend, <laughs> a million billion dollars. Oh man, and that's. And that's how Marvel's born. Yeah. Um. So you know, and so we know we know the Justice League is coming out in like God, what, like two weeks? Yeah. Really? Not even. Again with the shitty marketing. Again with the shitty Justice marketing. Justice League is. I well, Justice. I think Justice League has had better marketing than than Wonder Woman because I at least know about it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The I only am. marketing that I've seen for Justice League is um, a sign on the side of a building in Dallas. Really. Literally it. Nothing else. I've, I mean, obviously, so I've been to the movies recently, so I've seen the previews in the theaters. Ah, but I was gonna I say the, the the trailers are pretty good if you yeah. if you haven't watched them. I mean, I I'm so. I'm interested in no, watching. No, so them. here's my question to to pose to the three of you: Do any of you have cable? No, no, no. Okay, so none of us have cable. <laughs> maybe. So how do maybe we know? They just live under a rock. Yeah, maybe that's Ooh, what it this is. This is the new advertising frontier. How do you advertise to cord cutters? How and do you not, advertise to not cord cutters? Piss them off the way that Hulu pisses people I know, off. Right? Facebook. 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 That's that's where I've seen them all. Is 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 you? Facebook has got this crazy, creepy algorithm that lets you know that like where you are and what you click on has to do with what pop-ups yeah. you get and whatever it is that you like. If you browse in the same internet window as uh as like Amazon or something, oh, like yeah. if you've got Amazon open up in another tab and then you click into Facebook or something, Facebook will show you like, oh, you were looking at this air humidifier. Right. <laughs> I've made that mistake exactly once. And Never it again. and it's so creepy, but but Facebook knows it it knows it was regulating how happy or sad it could make people. Facebook no oh you haven't heard yeah, that they, they no did a, they, they got did a an, lot of flack for that sociological experiment yeah they did yeah. an experiment where they were like people who who like had sad things to say or who clicked on like morbid or or sad things or whatever they were like targeted to feel sad and so Facebook did this whole experiment. Where they like made sad people more sad. Oh wow! And so Facebook knows. Facebook knows. Facebook knows all. Oh my god! Ew! I know. I'm like deleting my. Fa- I, and the I'm the so. I'm eye. like the oh social media yes. director of for geek's sake. I'm deleting my Facebook right now. Is that why? Like three months ago, I went through that really downer period. Maybe it was Facebook's fault. Oh my god! It's it's rough. It, That's it, miserable. It rough. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. But no, I agree with you. Instead of showing me more workout tops show me like oh by the way this movie's coming out because we know you like but geeky that has stuff everything to so do with whether or not the advertiser wants to pay for it well true so advertisement so people out it's there up to, it's up to they need to dc and marvel to decide right. they want to use facebook to advertise to and they need to because there yeah. are several of us 25 and up 
people that are you're very generous Sarah. pulling the plug <laughs> I mean <laughs> I yeah. mean we, we've pulled the plug we don't have cable because it's stupid and expensive and it doesn't have anything <laughs> that we want to watch sick of being advertised right <laughs> stop telling me how to think and feel <laughs> everything at least, at least on the internet, they can do targeted advertising, right? Like, I don't want to know about some, like, mittens that I'm never going to wear. Like, right. I want to know about bathing suits, or I want to know about, you know, all the other things. I'm, in, I'm interested in more things than just bathing suits, I swear. <laughs> what Doctor Who is wearing. What Doctor Who is wearing. I guess. Oh, man. Okay, so... I guess my closing question on this topic is, do we think that Wonder Woman is enough to single-handedly save the DCEU? And uh, is her presence in Justice League going to make a difference? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't think I don't think single-handedly. I mean, I don't think that any movie single-handedly can save an entire universe. But I will say that as far as our topics are concerned... She has done more for, I mean, just look at this picture. Everyone else is in the background and she is in the foreground. Yeah. I mean, just, they know, they know what they have. And if we start getting more, um, so Reese Witherspoon and her friend a couple of years ago created a production company and all they do is read and produce and, and, and make women written scripts, right? Yeah. And so it's this whole production company, and that's all that they do because they understand just like Wonder Woman understands and just like Patty Jenkins understands and just like how everyone else understands is that you have to have the representation in order to make sure that what it is that you're creating is actually appealing to literally 50% of the demographic. Yeah. So I don't think single-handedly it can save it, but I think that it's it's on its way and if you can make more movies just in general if you can make more movies like wonder woman wonder woman wasn't great because it had a female lead star and a female director wonder woman was great because it was a great movie right because yeah. it was an excellent movie and how many times i mean in in the sequence of like because typically you know superhero movies come in trilogies so like let's say we have three wonder woman movies on the docket like do you think that lightning is going to strike twice, three times? Maybe, but I mean, the, the Wait. odds in a good way. It's, it's good. It's yeah. good. Just Wouldn't go, with the, like go with the math. Nobody like twice or three times, but like lightning is going to strike twice, three times in a row. I'm doing the math on that, and I'm very confused. About Just that. <laughs> we don't need to do algebra. It's okay. Oh, but I liked algebra. So, but my, my nerd. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's. Do you know what the Do you know what the name of the podcast is called? Oh. Shit. <laughs> Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Uh... But my point is that it, is it possible? Yes. Is is probability in DC's favor? No. Right. Because, and I will say one movie can ruin a franchise, um, but you need more than one great movie to fix a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Look at the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Totally ruined that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I so, think... look, guys, we didn't do it this week in Geek, but like, let's <laughs> just throw a little tidbit in there. Um, Universal's dead. Yeah. Universal's Dark Universe is dead, and it's all the mummy's fault. Uh, Would you go? Hold on. Everyone, show me your surprise face. <gasps> what? 
Um, if anything ever makes you say, man, I really miss Brendan Fraser, you know that you really, oh, come on, I love him though. I love if him. anybody says, ah, who was the star of Bedazzled? He was excellent. <laughs> I and loved Cino Bedazzled. Man. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie. If, if anyone makes you miss that guy, um, he didn't do a great job. Yeah. Listen, if you guys are ever really, really bored, just check out the Where is Brendan Fraser subreddit. <laughs> is it just a bunch of people finding Brendan Fraser? Yeah, no, it's just it's like, 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 where, where is, is he? What is he? Yeah, no, seriously. Like, bring back, I, no, I think it's like, bring back Brendan Fraser. I don't I'll have to look it up. I'll. I'll post about it. Please do. He's got hair like a woman. It's very nice. <laughs> Bring it full circle. Bring it full circle. This episode's about ladies and bewegans. And bewegans. Beer. It, it'll make you look ladies like a lady. <laughs> All right. So this episode has gone like super off the rails. And How long have we been recording? We didn't follow like a... We have been recording now for uh, an hour and 54 minutes. Holy shit. I am so sorry. We are not breaking any of stereotypes about women talking too much. <laughs> that is not a thing that we did here today. <laughs> Whoops. All right. So let's uh let's roll into like some of the normal stuff that we usually do on Let's this do show. Liz's mom. Let's do Liz's mom. Woo! Yay! Liz's mom. Ladies doing Liz's <laughs> what mom. What do we have? Yeah. Uh, what so are names? Today for Liz's mom, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> save some of the so my mother. Ah, screw it. I'm going to do it. This is my episode. So my mom yeah. had a really, really, really raunchy uh, pun the other day. And I was like, oh, I could never tell that on the podcast. Do oh, it. my stars and garters. I <laughs> stars and garters. All right. Uh, so you guys, you guys ready for this? Do it. it. Uh, I'm ready. What is the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Oh, I know this one, but I'm going to say well, I've never had a garbanzo bean all over my face. Oh, Mama Ames. My mother, everyone. Mama. That lady. <laughs> Who's that lady? I love it. Who's that lady? I love it. Oh, my God. So that's, yeah, thanks for all the support. So uh, you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash for geek's sake. You too can get your own disgusting <laughs> pun told on this show. Let's, uh, let's roll into some shameless plugs, guys. But only if you pay for it. Only if you pay for it. The oh. Liz's mom package. Yes. You're going to pay for the Liz's mom package. Let's do Liz's mom and the Liz's mom <laughs> Allegedly, there is a, a kill Liz's mom tier also. Where oh, you, don't, you don't actually kill my mother, but if you pay $40 a month, you can prevent the puns from happening. But <laughs> see, Al thinks he's being clever by adding that on there, but everyone loves the puns but Al, so joke's on you, buddy. Joke's on you. Maybe we should have a kill Al level. Oh, Aww. no, don't do no, that. Don't kill Al. You need him. I don't want to do this without him every week. This is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's very fun, and I enjoy this, and I'm not freaking out at all. Yeah! yeah. Invisibility syndrome. <laughs> Let's you do some Let's do some shameless plugs. Somebody, somebody shamelessly plugged something. Emily Chance, we're starting with you. Uh, okay, so shameless plug time. I don't am do, woefully unprepared. I don't do anything. I I watch Doctor Who and then I go to No, work. it doesn't have to be about you. It's just like something that you like. Or you can be like, as always, you can find Dan Boyd at epicevents.com. <laughs> no, epicevents.com. That's great. Um I am uh oh, I am going up to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and so I will shamelessly plug Hershey because I'm gonna stop there yeah. and get best chocolate. I mean like okay cho- like it's it's actually chocolate so yay chocolate I will, be, I, I will be going up there and getting getting fresh chocolate 
Uh, so if anybody has any uh, suggestions about things to do in Harrisburg, I'm not giving you any of my social media, so you'll never be able to tell me. All right. And you, you can Emily. ask for it on Patreon for $40. <laughs> Chocolate from Emily Chan, straight from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Follow me yeah. on You'll Never Know. Uh, Emily Russell here. Uh, I actually did a really interesting event yesterday. It's been a long week, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's only Monday. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're recording on Monday this week. <laughs> yeah, and there's more. All right. So anyway, uh, on Sunday, there was a really interesting event at the Doc Phillips Center, and it is called the National Young Composers Challenge. And uh, they don't do any marketing. They're all word of mouth, which is odd to me, but um, they actually have some decent reasons why that I won't go into and bore you with. Uh, so they they are a an avenue for uh, composers under the age of 18 wow. to submit works and have a professional orchestra play them on stage in front of like an audience at Dr. Phillips Center, and then they walk away with a recording that they can send to colleges to be accepted for a composing program or a music program. And the level, like the quality of the works produced that I heard yesterday was insane. That's crazy. That's There's awesome. Over 104, yeah, 104 um, kids, kids, like 14. One of the winners was 14 and wrote like a movie score level work. Crazy. That's super cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's my shameless plug. National Young Composers Challenge. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. What? Um, so I guess my shameless plug. Um, I love Smash Comics in Sanford. Um, it's an amazing comic book store. Um, the dude in there, I don't know his name, but he is so awesome. Every time I go in and I'm like, hey, got any um, Spider-Gwen? And he's like, yeah, I've got it right here for you. And I'm like, this guy is amazing. Like, he always has the next issue for me. And and I love the female comic books like Spider-Gwen, uh, Squirrel Girl, um, Gwenpool. Like, I am into all three of those. And he always seems to have the next one ready for me every time I go in there. So, like, Smash Comics, it's amazing. Stop by. Comics are awesome. Yeah. All right. So I've got a couple this week. I have a couple this week, which Woo! is different for me because it's more than just roller derby. Um, so I am going to go ahead because I, um, a couple weeks ago, we had Phil from Game Changer on the show. And um, if you guys don't know what Game Changer is, uh, first of all, screw you for not listening to the episode. Second of all, uh, Game Changer is a local charity that is uh, built around using um gaming and kind of like nerd culture to assist uh kids and teens with their schoolwork and with learning and and you know with with homework help and things like that um so i am in the works of trying to organize a group to get together to go start volunteering with this this organization they have two branches at the not branches they they do this at two different libraries in the area one is the downtown uh location and one is the south chase location so uh stay tuned um i would like to get a little for geek's sake thing together to get out there and start helping the kids because you know tis the season i know you're all going to start looking to look you know give back and wonder are we 
Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That's, we're adults now. Well, I mean, like, that's like that good Catholic guilt. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> I got that good Jewish guilt, so you know, I get you, Yeah, girl. you get it. You got that good Jewish guilt. I don't feel um, guilty at all. Right. Yeah! <laughs> Guilt-free! Yay! Atheism! No. <laughs> um, and so my second shameless plug is um, last week we interviewed Mr. Anthony Durden. Ooh, um, yeah! Who beat off his attacker with a cardboard cosplay sword uh if you didn't hear that story i'm sorry yeah i i apologize for laughing you just said he beat him off and so it was kind of like what guys guys just a secret girls can be gross too it happens no there's like some there's like some statistic out there about how girls are like way grosser than guys are like we all like to be like oh my god guys are so crude i can't believe you said that and we're over here like (laughs) (laughs) if you've never seen i i I know it's not my shameless plug time but if you haven't seen big mouth it's crude and hilarious (laughs) uh so okay so point being so mr durden yes very important hashtag make durden famous uh he has a gofundme out there i've already shared it on the facebook page um i'm probably gonna keep sharing it because holy crap this kid was amazing and something like really awful happened to him and he is just in the best spirits about it and uh, he and his fiance need a little help. So if you just feel like throwing your money at other things other than the Patreon, um, go to Anthony's GoFundMe page and uh, donate a little bit of money, help him out, let him and his fiance get out of the kind of unsafe area that they live in where you just get stabbed in the face for no reason. Um, and of course, as always, check out Orlando Roller Derby, your Ooh. premier Orlando Roller Ooh. Derby league. Uh, come check out a sport where you will not understand the rules and how, how are points scored. scored. How are points scored. It's like, whose line is it anyway? It is. The, you know, where everything is made, all the rules are made up and the points don't matter. That is roller derby in a nutshell. Oh, man. All right. So as always, uh, thank you so much to Bowiegans Brewery for uh, all of the good beers and the sponsorship. Oh, man, guys, we need to come up with a, uh, a thing. So uh, we got to give them a password. And then if you go to Bowiegans Brewery and you say the password that we come up with right now <laughs> on the spot. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. Every I guess I got to do this because it's my show, right? Uh, <laughs> and they'll give you a dollar off your first draft. It's good um, It's good dote. If you go to Bowiegans like Brewery and say good dote. Uh, you'll get out you'll get a dollar off your first thank you so much sarah jesus christ (laughs) say it in an australian accent (laughs) get out mate mate. i think i'll have a beer yeah you have to say it exactly like that mate i'd like another foster's (laughs) (laughs) i mean bowiegans 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 is gonna be like we don't that's pretty good that's very good <laughs> oh my god all right thank you as always to bowiegans go to bowiegans say don't get a dollar off your first draft thank you so much to miss sarah mcmahon uh thank you emily gerald russell russell gerald uh thank you emily chance for coming in and making us sound all good and stuff and uh Thank you guys for listening. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out. You can find us on Shout Engine. You can download us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Give us the likes. Give us the love. This is Liz Ames saying, I don't want my life to imitate art. I want my life to be art. <laughs>